Yeah, you know what it is, Truth Nation. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. The best way to start your day. Cutting through the noise and bringing you the real stories behind the headlines. Talk to someone about how you feel. Do not internalize it. Do not consume it. You deserve to be heard. It's time to wake up with Milwaukee's favorite morning show. It's not just we canceled it, it's over, it's a done deal. Shouldn't be that way. That program still should proceed no matter how a few may go. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. Tell him, where are all the watch for him? Where the hey. brothers going to be? Hey. <laughs> I just want to see what she was going to do. This is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Here are your hosts, the effective communication coach, Denise Thomas, and two-time Emmy Award winner, Telly Hughes. Good morning! What's up, y'all? This is the second hour of Truth Be Told with DT and Telly coming to you live. As you just heard, we're so excited for you to join us this morning. Hope you had a great, great, if you celebrate Christmas, hope you had a very merry, merry Christmas. And today kicks off the first day of Kwanzaa. We're going to be celebrating Kwanzaa here on The Truth Be Told with DT and Telly Show all week long. It kicks off today through January 1st. So we want to hear from you, Truth Nation. If you are celebrating Kwanzaa, how are you celebrating? We know there's a lot of formalities a lot of fellowship, celebration through food, our, our culture of African descent, our ancestors. There's a lot of lighting candles. I mean, there's just so many ways that we celebrate Kwanzaa in our community. We want to hear from you. The Truth Talking text line is 833-212-1017. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Kwanzaa, Truth Nation. Now, before the break, we were talking about a report that has came out across a lot of news platforms. So this is this is not <laughs> a rumor. There are a number of large United States companies that continue at a very rapid rate to eliminate college degrees as a requirement. Now, I know a lot of y'all are saying, well, Denise, you don't have to have a degree to make good money. There are a lot of jobs through big companies. Like I work at Amazon out in Kenosha. I don't have a college degree. I make good money. Here's the significance, though. U.S. companies are eliminating college degrees as a requirement for corporate jobs. Now, I'm not going to say the name of this employer because they still exist and they're still pretty prominent in the Milwaukee area. So I moved to Milwaukee in the year of 2003. So this year was my 20th anniversary of living in Milwaukee. So I moved with my two at the time. They were very you know, young. I think Darren was five and Dominique was eight when we moved to Milwaukee in the year of 2003. This is a true story, y'all. I had an abundance of, at that time, I was about 27, 28 years old. And at that time, I had a lot of good experience through work or as some of us call trade. I had about two and a half semesters of college, but I had about five or six years of, of substantial, measurable work experience. I had co-opt at Toyota Motor Manufacturing in Indiana. 
where's my where I'm from, my home state. I had worked for some banks. So I, I had some experience, y'all. And because of that, and because of how I interviewed, and because of my references that gave really good evaluations on my work performance, a, a, a very large employer here in Milwaukee hired me and relocated me from Evansville, Indiana to Milwaukee in 2003. Now, I remember I was at my desk and I was working and my manager at the time walked up to me and said, hey, Denise, you know, we, we, we need to have a conversation. I'm thinking, what did I do? Well, you know, when we recruited you, now mind you, I'm not on any type of corrective action. I wasn't raising any red flags and I was summoned to the principal's office, i.e. HR, and was asked, okay, so when are you graduating? When are you getting this degree? Put a lot of pressure on me. Y'all had already hired me. You already moved me to Milwaukee. And now you want to bring up, where's your degree? So needless to say, I did finally graduate. But a number of companies are saying now that for these corporate jobs that have traditionally been regarded as, you know, the white collar, the fancy corporate office job where you have the desk, you do now not have to have a four-year college degree. It is de-emphasizing the value of a four-year college degree. The U.S. job market, again, is de-emphasizing, de-emphasizing the value of a four-year college degree. And I'm talking about big companies and I'm talking about corporate jobs. I'm not talking about what we as Americans traditionally have titled as blue collar jobs where you're either in the plant or the warehouse or out in the field. I'm talking about the corporate jobs are in those tall buildings or everybody has access to air condition. Everybody's usually mostly in meetings. You know, those corporate folks, all they do is, you know, be in meetings all day and, and make decisions and make good money doing it. Yeah, those are, those are the jobs where you have to have a college degree. You know, I graduated from University of Wisconsin-Madison. I graduated from uh, MIT. I graduated from University of Pennsylvania. I graduated from the Ohio State University. Yeah, that's, that's no longer going to be of high value. We had a caller, Al, earlier, and he's in the insurance industry. He has a college degree, and he said, nothing I learned in college was applicable to what I gained from hands-on experience, working with other insurance agents, being in the day in, day and out of being an insurance, whether it's agent, broker. Al was like, college, it was a check in the box. It was a formality, and yet I don't know. If Al incurred any student loan debt, I know I had student loan debt. A lot of it. And for, <laughs> I don't know if y'all remember this, truth be told, during the Bush administration, he made it to where they basically, because they saw that a number of black people were increasingly filing for Chapter 11 or Chapter 13 bankruptcy. And so the Bush administration was like, oh, wait a minute. We got a lot of black and brown people jumping on the bankruptcy bandwagon because see bankruptcy, that was something that for a long period of time we didn't know about. And, and white people 
that filed for bankruptcy were using that to not only eliminate debt, but just have it diminished. And so once black and brown folks started learning about it, people were like, oh, wait a minute. Do y'all remember that during the Bush administration? And you, you would see the bankruptcy courts and the bankruptcy attorney offices. There were lines wrapped around the block of black and brown people trying to file bankruptcy before this new rule came into play. And I bring all that up because one of that is that you cannot write off college debt when you file bankruptcy. Not chapter, I believe, 11. And so all of this now has played a major role because you, you have employers who are saying, hey, 18 to 25 year olds are no longer regarding a college degree as something of high value. And if you think that I'm exaggerating, well, guess what? I can guarantee you that companies like Walmart, Google, Accenture, IBM, Bank of America, if they've made these decisions and declared publicly that college degree requirements will be eliminated as part of their hiring process and recruiting process for corporate roles. You best believe that there was a, there was a serious conversation that was had between HR, the legal team, and quite frankly, the C-suite officers, hiring managers. Look, we don't have a pipeline, but yet we know there are qualified students out there who are fully capable of exceeding exceeding expectations in these corporate roles, but just simply don't have a college degree. And we can't wait. We look, it's going to get worse before it gets better. We got to have jobs. Excuse me. We got to have people in these open jobs. Otherwise we're not going to be able to have a business. We're going to be able to operate. I hired two more people on my team. Truth nation. For those that don't know, I'm an entrepreneur. This will be my seventh year operating as a chief executive officer of my business, the effective communication coach. And I give God all the glory because if anybody would have said I would have been in business for seven years, when I first decided to start my business, I would have been like, whoo, that's, that's pretty ambitious. But again, I was 30 years old when I graduated from college. It was a struggle for reasons that we're not going to get into on this particular segment. But all I'm saying is that, and going back to Al, a caller that we had previously, Al was like, look, I, I went to college, but quite, quite frankly, when I got to my job, my career, I didn't use any of that stuff. Now, as a black and brown person, knowing that if I am of, of African descent, i.e. black, and I just want to stay, I'm from Milwaukee, I was born in Milwaukee, I was raised in Milwaukee. I want to get an education here in Wisconsin so I can be close to my family. Oh, so now you're telling me that when I do attend, anything has to do with my culture, my ancestors history will not be a part of the curriculum. And therefore your, your underlying message is that it, it's not significant. It doesn't matter. And we need to teach these students how to think that was what the state majority leader Calipanger, whatever his name is. Ooh, I wish I could have a conversation with that man. 
this is serious y'all because I know a lot of parents that are listening or even students that are in their junior and senior year of college and they're, and they're thinking about, am I going to apply? There's some parents that are like, no, 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 that's not an option. You have to go to college. You have to go to a university. You have to obtain a college degree. And that's fair because I come from the same upbringing. There are a lot of students right now when I say students, I mean high school that have been conditioned and programmed to know that obtaining a higher education, whether it's a two-year degree, four-year degree, is not an option. And all I'm saying, Truth Nation, is should we be considering these declarations, these legislations that are telling people of color, black people especially, that what has been significant in your experience as an American will no longer be a part of a large number of colleges and universities curriculum experience. So I'm supposed to be able to attend for four years, at least a university or college campus that does no longer and will no longer embrace my identity, but yet I need to be successful so that I can get a corporate job if that's what I choose. That's a lot. This is why I, I am a huge advocate of making sure that we as black people are pouring in to our historically black colleges and universities. I'm not going to pay I'm not going to incur debt to be treated as though I'm not equal or I'm not as good. I'm not paying for that. Not only am I not paying for it, I'm definitely not incurring debt for that. Truth Nation, want to hear from y'all. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? What are you thinking? How are you feeling? Colleges, universities, if you are a recruiter or you work for a college university, how does this make you feel when you see and read and hear large companies like IBM, Google, Bank of America saying for corporate jobs, in addition to jobs that we already have that don't require college degrees, we are devaluing and de-emphasizing the requirement to have a college degree for a high-paying corporate job. This is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on the award-winning 1017, The Truth. We will be back. More of Truth Be Told with DT and Telly is next on 1017, The Truth, The Truth app and 1017thetruth.com. It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. On stage rocking out stir crazy, Coco flow like 1980s, come lit still I drop lazy, none of that may be energy, energy. Ooh, Alex, I like this, what is this? Energy. Okay, Alex, what is this? This is be, just look, I just lost my black card. Because I didn't even know this was Beyonce. I just literally, we're going to change the subject because before the, <laughs> before the truth talking text line just floods, you didn't know. Whoa. Y'all, let's just pretend that never happened. You're listening to Beyonce sing her song <laughs> that I didn't know. My girlfriend showed me this song. 
See, you got a good girlfriend because obviously you can tell. See, this is what happens when you're single. <laughs> you don't have people in your life saying, that's Beyonce's song. Went to go see her twice. Lord have mercy. Pray for me, y'all. Anyway, good morning. It is Tuesday, December 26th. Hope you had a great, great holiday season. We're kicking off Kwanzaa today. The Kwanzaa celebration begins today through January the 1st. Now, listen here, y'all. To, to my non-black listeners, if you are a people manager, i.e. people report to you at work, and you have some folks on your team, if not all your team, that recognize and celebrate Kwanzaa, please, please embrace that. Even if it's something foreign to you that you don't, that you don't uh, uh, understand or you don't identify with, that's the power of diversity embracing difference please do not make any team member feel guilty feel bad about celebrating something that is a significant part of african descent culture black history black future just because you don't understand it because see as human beings we fear what we don't understand and when we fear something that we don't understand we automatically as human beings we reject it and if you are a people manager that manages people that are celebrating Kwanzaa and you don't understand it, ask questions. Do some research, but do not make black folks or anyone of that nature that celebrates because that's the thing. Africans aren't just black. You have, well, let me say that differently. People of African descent, you have Afro Latinos, you have, you have black people, people of African descent from all continents in this world. And here in the United States of America, just as a lot of companies and employees and, and businesses celebrate and recognize Hanukkah for the Jewish community, please apply the same for Kwanzaa. And, and if you are experiencing pushback from your manager, where they're making you feel bad or, or guilty or putting pressure on you because you want and you have and, and your family has consciously celebrated Kwanzaa as part of your family tradition. Pull them to the side and say, you know what? I don't, I don't know what your intentions are. But when you say this and when you do this, it, it's making me feel as though I can't embrace and celebrate a family tradition that's very part important to me and my family and my culture. And just as we recognize Indigenous Peoples Day, Hanukkah, all different types of cultural celebrations, I would appreciate if you would also factor the same for Kwanzaa. Don't let these folks out here that, that, that are formerly people managers that don't like people that are different from them make you feel like you're doing something wrong. Because a lot of this has to do with, with advocating for yourself. Quit waiting for somebody to advocate for you and quit waiting for, you know, like shutting down. Speak up. You have a voice. And if you need some, some help, the Truth Talk and Text Sign is 833-212-1017. I'm in a giving mood this week. Share your, your challenges, your questions. I'll answer them all week long. That's going to be my gift. I'm a certified leadership coach. I'm a certified communication coach. I'm a certified DNI coach. So, Truth Nation, 
ask me anything you want because what we're not going to do entering 2024 is we're not going to allow the year of stress, anxiety, and depression that's associated and is as a direct result from racism, sexism, homophobism, anti-Semitism, all these isms that continue to be a, a pandemic, excuse me, a pandemic or an epidemic for our people. Let me know. I'm here for you. And I don't know if Dr. Ford is listening. We have a valued listener, man. Whenever he calls in, I just get my notepad and my, and my pen out. But we have to collectively support one another and we have to hold people managers accountable. You cannot accept a people manager role if you don't like people that are different from you. I'm going to say that again for the folks in the back of the room that didn't hear me. Quit promoting, quit hiring, and quit entertaining people as people managers that do not like people that are different from them. And if you are one of those people that work in an environment where you are being made to feel less than incompetent just because of who you are as a as part of your gender, your sexual orientation, your religion, your race, your ethnicity, your identity, push back. On the YouTube chat board, and you can stream and watch us live on YouTube by searching for 101.7 The Truth, Zuri Tribe says... Does the non-binary people get affected by the DE&I elimination or is that just for race or ethnicity? That's a great question, Zuri. It is all aspects of diversity, equity, inclusion. And, and you asked such a great question. Let me further elaborate. Diversity is simply one thing, and that is difference. And so what is happening in certain institutions that are predominantly white, whether that's an employer, whether that's an institution of higher learning, it is saying that any element that any element of diversity outside of what has traditionally been known as the majority, i.e. white people. And I want to be clear because in, in today's society, people are so quick to be like, oh, she said this. She's just as racist or she's just as discriminatory. Impossible. Impossible. I, I don't have that type of power. I don't have that type of supremacy. I'm a black woman in America. I'm still trying to get over this wealth gap. Because here's the reality. And I'm going to answer your question, Zuri Tribe. I promise you. Here's the reality. In 2023, entering 2024, and we're hearing more and more women speak publicly about this. Do y'all remember the actress Sharon Stone? Y'all remember her, Alex? You, you, may, you may not be familiar because she was big in like the 90s. Do you remember Sharon Stone? Um, she's not dead. <laughs> well, if you're not Sharon Stone, she starred in a lot of hit movies like Casino, uh, Catwoman, and she her her breakthrough film was Basic Instinct. Y'all remember Basic Instinct? It was her and Michael Douglas. Y'all ready for this? Michael Douglas was paid fourteen million dollars. Fourteen million dollars, and this was back in nineteen ninety two. I'm sure the the movie started production in nineteen ninety. 
because it takes about a year and a half, two years to make a movie in terms of like filming, editing, etc. So the movie came out in 1992. It was, if not the biggest, one of the biggest box office hits. Now, now check this out, y'all. Michael Douglas was paid $14 million to star in that movie. His co-star, Sharon Stone, guess what she was offered? $500,000. Now, now, Alex, Truth Nation, I don't know about y'all, but that math, it, you talk about a gap, $14 million versus half a million. It's not mathing. It's not mathing. Now, fast forward, her latest project, Latest project, which came out in 2019, The Laundromat. 2019, y'all. This is about almost 30 years later. Almost 30 years later. Guess how much she was offered to make that movie? Was it 500K again? Later, 500K again. Taraji P. Henson has shared recently her struggles in terms of her first what she considered profitable role. Like, okay, this, this offer is good. Her first good offer was $150,000. And she said that was back in 2018. Truth Nation, do y'all know that she says, and to this day, to this day, 150000 is usually the top offer that she receives for making a whole entire movie. Why am I bringing that up? Because the pay gap is not only in existence in the Hollywood Hollywood industry, it's always and still is in existence in the corporate industry, in the job market as a whole. So going back to DE&I, Zuri Tribe, women in general in this country, for every $1 a man makes, women make 75 cents. You ready for this? For women of color, and we'll start with black women, 68 cents. Hispanic women, 65 cents. Asian women, 63 cents. It continues to decrease. And so when you talk about the effects of removing DE&I in conjunction with employers saying, look, we're struggling here with the pipeline of talent. It's a whole lot of things to unfold and to make the correlation or to make the connection is this. Publicly traded companies along with private companies are going to be negatively impacted by this Supreme Court and other state legislators across Texas, Florida, Wisconsin that are saying DE&I should be eliminated, it's gonna to continue to be a battle. And then now you've got colleges and universities who are gonna say, wait, we got $800 million from the state, but yet we don't have any people of color, or quite frankly, a lot of students, regardless of their race, are not applying because younger generations get the power that comes with having a diverse network, especially in the global market. So going back to your original question, Zuri, does the non-binary people get affected by the DEI elimination or is that just for race or ethnicity? It is definitely impacting negatively any aspect of diversity, which is race, gender, sexual orientation, age, religion, ethnicity, nationality. 
people that have special needs, people who have served this country to then come back and not have any type of marketability to be employed or hired, i.e. veterans, any aspect of difference, Zuri, any aspect of difference, aside from being a straight white man, any aspect of difference, if you are different from being a straight, openly straight, white male, you are considered different because the predominant or majority of people still in corporate America that are making decisions that impact everybody else are white men. That's a fact. That's not a feeling. Barbara Smith on the YouTube chat board says, yep, that is why I don't understand how some men don't understand why women fight for equality and why they think that somehow it takes away from them. Couldn't agree with you more, Barbara. Like, you're still see that's that's the thing when when certain white people get threatened by DE and I and they say oh you're taking you're taking our jobs away you're taking our power away no it's DNI is still just trying to make sure that at minimum people who have been traditionally marginalized have a seat have a voice I'm sorry maybe you didn't like Sharon Stone a white woman <laughs> you can YouTube her interview from her mouth I'm not making this up to this day. And, and, and here, while Sharon Stone is making half a million, black women like Taraji P. Henson are telling you right now, I'm only getting 150000 And from that, I still got to pay my glam team. I got to pay the people that work for me. So by the time I get done with it, I probably got about maybe twenty or 30000 of that. And that's being very generous. I, I said this before, and I'll say it again, Truth Nation, 2024 is going to be an interesting year. You've got a presidential election. You've got reframing and repurposing of how DEI is being considered or even most importantly being eliminated from both institutions of higher learning and companies like Google, IBM, Bank of America are saying, wait a minute, if you do that, then how are we going to have a diverse group of employees? Because whether the Supreme Court or the state legislators of Wisconsin, Texas, and Florida realize you can't be a successful business without talented people from all walks of life. Yes, even in the corporate jobs. And that goes back to my original op-ed last week where I said, black people, we can no longer allow employers to treat us as doers and not thinkers. Kiana on the Truth Talking text line, which is 833 212-1017 says, I've always believed that jobs that did require you to be responsible for a person's life should need a higher education to do. Like anything to do with your body, health, or freedom, on-the-job training should be offered. I completely agree. Now, as far as surgeons, I do appreciate those that are certified by the board of American surgeons. I do, I do appreciate that, but I'm all about those that have had continuous hands-on. Brian Dupree says in regards to Sharon Stone being paid only $500,000 when her co-star received $14 million, that was Michael Douglas, for the movie um, Basic Instinct, he says she must didn't have a good manager or agent. Oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. Kiana, that, that came from Kiana, 
Brian says these new non-binary persons are quote unquote should be known by their real names, the others or shape shifters period. Brian, quick question. And and this is not a rhetorical. I'm I'm literally asking you out of out of ignorance. When you say these new non-binary persons are quote unquote should be known by their real names, the others. How is that inclusive? If I'm if I'm taking a group of people based on their sexual orientation or how they prefer to be described, why would I put them in a group called the others? So what's the alternative to the others? That's my question to you, Brian. So if I put them non-binary persons in a group called the others, then who's everybody else? And how is that inclusive? How does that, how does that make that those individuals that are non-binary feel as though they are included? I'd rather just you say they should be eliminated, which would then reveal even more. I'm asking Brian. And when you say these new non-binary persons, just help me understand what that means. Because the, the power of diversity, let, let me be clear. It's not about you accepting their choice of lifestyle. But what you can't do is be disrespectful. Do you realize, Brian, and others in Truth Nation, before we take this break, Do you realize that some people have looked at you, Brian, or some people have looked at you, Alex, or some people have looked at me and just based on what they saw, not even knowing, not even knowing anything about me, have already sized me up and said, I don't like her. I don't like you, Brian. I don't like Alex. What what, what did I do? You don't even know me. Well, I don't like you because of how you look. I don't like because you disagree with me. So again, Brian, I'm just trying to understand because you're speaking, I think, from from a lens of when you're, if they're not like you, then they're the others. And that totally defeats the purpose of, because I promise you, Brian, whether you know it or not, there's people who have looked at you and just based on how you look, and I don't care if you're white or not, or based on what you said, or based on where you come from, or based on what school you graduated from, are not going to like you and are going to think of you as less than. So what do you mean by others? There's no, (laughs) there's no perfect person. Brian says that's how they refer to themselves. Okay, well, that remains to be debatable. I work a lot in DNI space, and I, I haven't heard non-binary people tell me, and I know of several. And if you are someone who's openly non-binary, how do you feel about being put in a group called the others? This is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly coming to you live. The best morning show on planet Earth, on the best radio station on planet Earth, the truth. 1017 FM. We'll be back. More of Truth Be Told with DT and Telly is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017TheTruth.com. It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017TheTruth.com. What you need to do is be thankful for the life you got, you know what I'm saying? Stop looking at what you ain't got. Start being thankful for what you do got. Let's get it to him, baby girl. Hey. What's up, Truth Nation? Thank y'all so much for tuning in. I see y'all coming in on the YouTube channel. Thank y'all so much. It's so great to see y'all watching, streaming live. And if you haven't already, 
Go on and hit that subscribe button. Go to YouTube and search for 101.7 FM. Or excuse me, 101.7 The Truth. You can eliminate the FM. I just like saying FM because it sounds so powerful. FM. I don't know. That's just me. FM. No disrespect to AM. It's just something about for me. FM. 101.7 FM. The Truth. Go on and search for us. Stream and watch us live. And I keep telling y'all, and I know this is probably a, a, a complex of my own. I don't look like looking at myself at 637 o'clock in the morning. But it's okay, because I'm committed to y'all. Now, before break, we were talking about a recent report. And this is, this is making national headlines, y'all. That a number of large U.S. companies, including Walmart, IBM, Accenture, Bank of America, and Google. And this is just a small list. You can see the full list. If you just search U.S. companies eliminating college degrees, you can see a whole list of companies. And for the sake of the time of this show, I can't read the entire list. But at least wanted to give you a taste of those big companies that are eliminating college degrees as part of their requirements for corporate roles. Now, there are so many factors to be considered in this decision in conjunction with the decisions that state legislative makers have made regarding DNI and the Supreme Court removing race from college admissions because basically companies are saying look we're seeing a decline check this out y'all we're seeing a decline in students applying for colleges and universities and that's pretty much for the last 40, 50, 60 years, that's pretty much been the source of our pipeline for talent, i.e. employees. So if less and less people are choosing to attend a college or university and are just taking jobs that don't require, then we need to jump on that background because we cannot be a successful business despite popular belief without human resources. So a lot of y'all are getting nervous about artificial intelligence and robots taking over. This clearly tells you that for corporate jobs, we still need human beings. Now, we were talking about corporate jobs in conjunction with DNI because a lot of public sector, public service positions can no longer have any type of DNI initiatives, including how they hire and recruit talent or recruit and hire talent. We've had a number of Truth Nation listeners send their thoughts on the Truth Talk and text line, which is 833-212-1017. Brian says that being inclusive is not necessary. Brian, why do you feel that way? Why is being inclusive not necessary? And you can feel free to call into whatever's easiest for you. I'd prefer to hear your voice because that's a very interesting perspective. Being inclusive is non-necessary. Help me understand why it's not necessary. I'm not saying that I disagree or agree. I'm just trying to understand when you make a profound statement such as being inclusive is non-necessary. I am so curious to understand from your point of view why it's not. And non-binary, he says, sounds dismissive and stupid. Others to them is better privately to them. I've overheard and seen them on several occasions. 
they're very easy to notice because they all have the thousand yard stare, even though they may only be five to 20 feet in front of you. Anyone has the same look because they have no pupils. Huh? Brian, how much eggnog did you drink this morning? <laughs> I'm just trying to understand. And Brian, look, I, your voice is valuable. I'm just trying to understand, like, help, help me make it make sense. Because if you're in a room full of non-binary people and that is how you rationalize that being inclusive is not necessary and referring to yourself as non-binary is stupid. I'm just trying to understand. As we were reporting the wealth gap that continues to exist between men and women and recently act actresses Sharon Stone and, and Taraji P. Henson have been very public and open about the, the gap, the, the pay gap that they've experienced as women. For the movie, Total, or excuse me, Basic Instinct, which starred Michael Douglas, co-starred Sharon Stone. And, and I'm going to read to you a perspective that was shared from LT on the Truth Talk and Text Line, which is 833-212-1017. Now, before we get into what LT shared, Michael Douglas made $14 million. He was paid, compensated $14 million for starring in Basic Instinct in 1992. $14 million. Sharon Stone, the co-star, $500,000. LT's response is as follows. Michael Douglas was doing the streets of San Francisco, romancing the Stone series. Sharon Stone was doing Police Academy movies. Michael Douglas was the star and has more drawing power. Box office sales ability than, than Sharon Stone and Taraji P. Henson. That's how Hollywood works. Okay, so LT, let me ask you a question. Two questions, actually, I want to ask you. Number one, I'm assuming that you saw the movie Basic Instinct. I'm assuming that. Take out Sharon Stone. Let's just make, let's just have Michael Douglas in any, just, you know, anybody. Take out Sharon Stone. Do you think that movie would have been as successful? That's my first question. Number two, <laughs> LT, I don't care if Sharon Stone had no previous motion picture, which she did, but let's just say she had no previous experience of starring in a motion picture, which was not the case. Let's just say that. How are you going to rationalize the gap of $14 million to 500,000 LT. I don't know your identity. All I know is this. If I was your daughter, niece, cousin, granddaughter, wife, girlfriend, whatever. And I said, baby or dad or uncle or auntie, mom, grandma, I'm going to start a movie. And I just learned that I'm going to get paid $500,000. I'm going to have to work the same amount of hours. Because see, what kills me is that people want to talk about what the other person had. Look, I'm going to commit the same amount of hours. I have to expose my private parts, my genitals. <laughs> I have to portray a very controversial role in the 90s. I got to be on set the same amount of time. But yet my co-star is making 14 million. I'm only getting paid $500,000 LT for real. You're cool with that. 
14 million versus 500,000. And remember, Uncle Sam's going to get 50%. So Michael Douglas technically probably came off of 7 million. And because he doesn't have to worry about glam and makeup and all that other stuff in terms of like makeup, makeup. And he didn't have to, you know, expose all himself like Sharon Stone did. See, that's, that's why now people negotiate percentages of what the money may or the, what the movie makes. But I'm just trying to understand how you can rationalize that type of gap LT. Please help me understand. And how would you feel if that was somebody that you were related to? I'm just asking, help me understand y'all help, help me understand. Cause maybe I'm, I'm coming from an ignorant point of view, 14 million versus 500,000. That's, that's acceptable. You would be okay with that if that was a relative of yours? Okay. When we come back from break, I'm going to give you my truth of the matter. And we're going to get ready for our brother Sherwin Hughes. Again, this is the only station in the country where you're going to get 11 consecutive live hours, no syndications, of Black Talk Radio. This is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly, the best morning show on planet Earth on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. We'll be back. More of Truth Be Told with DT and Telly is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. All right, Take Truth Nation, we're going to get into the truth of the matter. My truth of the matter is this. Before you start to criticize the, 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 the gap, it's not whether or not somebody should get paid the same amount. But think about it. $14 million versus $500,000. That's not even a debate. Look at the gap. That's what women are trying to get people to understand that debate this. And Brian... Your statement of let me dummy, let me dumb it down for you, sister. You don't need to dummy anything down for me, honey. You don't. And that right there, that language, in addition to the text that you sent afterwards, which I'm not going to read out loud because I don't want to defame your character, is the reason why you're a no-no now. You're going to dummy it down for me? See, that's my truth of the matter. When people disagree and they come for you, your intelligence and your character, that's when you just say, you know what? You don't have access to me anymore. We don't need, you, we can't have a, a grown adult rational conversation. We gotta go for somebody's intelligence, their character, and be quite frankly disgusting. Cause if I read the text that he just sent to y'all Truth Nation, you would understand why he's a no-no now. I love y'all, but what I'm not gonna do is tolerate because some of these comments that y'all share, you know you wouldn't say to Sherwin. You know you wouldn't say to Tori. And you know you wouldn't say it to Dr. Ken. You gonna mess around and find out I'm not the one. Good people, thank y'all so much for tuning in. Dummy it down for me. Really? You better Google me, Brian. I love y'all Truth Nation. Make it a great day. Up next, Sherwin Hughes, we will see you and hear you tomorrow. I love you. Make it a great day. Tell somebody you love them. Peace out.